Hello again, beautiful beings of light. Welcome back to another Expand podcast episode with yours truly, Elizabeth April. I want to talk about community today. There is a really interesting pattern that I find myself in, and I'm probably pretty sure that you're going to find yourself in it too. So yeah, it's it's a really fascinating time. Now, the concept of community has completely 180, 360 changed really since 2020. We were all in lockdown. We were all quarantined. And we all had a lot of freaking time to think. Now, I was in lockdown with my wife and my mother-in-law and obviously my community online, so it might have been a little bit different. And maybe you were in lockdown with your family, so it was a little bit busier. And there's a lot of you who were in lockdown with yourself, (laughs) which is totally a different experience, right? So truly all across the board, we all had these kind of different experiences. But one thing is for sure, no matter who you were in lockdown with or where you were in the world or how bad it was in your part of the world, we all had a lot of time to think and to reassess our community commitments and our social network. Now, back in the day, I used to be, (laughs) I don't even know how I would define myself, I had a lot of friends to the point where every day I would have over 60 text messages from 40 or 50 different people. So in one day, I would have from 9 to 10, I was hanging out with Lisa. From 10.30 to 11.30, I was hanging out with Jeff. And from 12.30 to 2 o'clock, I was hanging out with Jessica and from, you know, and so in one day, I would see five different people. I'd be on my motorcycle and I would be just like, boom, 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 you know, one hour increments with each person. I think, I think there was a lot of reasons for that. One, you know, I believe that sitting down with someone, especially in person, there's a lot of light codes that you get to share. And at that time, I was around people who were going through their own awakening. And I was obviously, you know, experiencing a lot of energy and information and channeling. And so I didn't even want to bring all of these people together in just a one day type of thing because I really wanted and valued my one on one time with them, which I still do to this day. But, you know, when I met my wife and I was still like this, she laughed and she's like, oh, it's just your age. You feel like you need this community. And I would always tell her, I'm like, you need more friends. And she would always tell me, you need less friends. And I think for me personally, through quarantine and everything, and really just being in the middle of Joshua Tree, you know, for six months in the desert with my wife— I really got to have that downtime. I really got to remove myself from everyone. Not to mention, in 2019, I ended up getting my phone stolen in Panama. It was like a whole thing, totally like reliving a lifetime, which I should probably do a podcast entry on that, which is pretty cool. 
And when I got my phone stolen, I had the option to upload everything from my iCloud to my new iPhone. And I decided not to, specifically because I wanted to pick and choose who was in my energy moving forward, which was the best decision I could ever make. So fast forward to right now, right? Our idea of community was so different before. Obviously, my idea of community was maybe a little bit of this externalized, I need to have a lot of people around me to feel supported within my own awakening and maybe within my own beliefs, and then also to align myself to my mission, which is to support and help as many people as possible. And I really started that behavior long before I was ever online, which I think was my version of I'm doing what I came here to do because I'm helping people at this individual level. And then I got to this place recently where I am so overstimulated with people and energy. And luckily, I have a really good ability to separate myself from the overwhelm of someone else and to create space, even if I'm right in front of them that I don't get as affected as other people just because I'm so clear about those boundaries. But here is the observation that I have made recently with community. There are people, it doesn't even have to be spiritual or awakened people, but people all over the world are craving community while simultaneously being overstimulated by being with community. So we're actually finding empty connection in the comments of videos and social posts. So here's what I find myself doing, which is kind of like a eye roll moment. I'll be on social media, you know, and uh, I'll do like the, just like the scrolling, like the endless scrolling, because it fills a gap. It's entertaining. And um, as I've mentioned in another podcast episode before, in some sort of way, it's like neutralizing. Like I don't have an attachment. I don't have an aversion. There's no push and pull for me when I'm observing content. And some of you may like the TikTok kind of dancing content. For me, like the content that I really enjoy, it's going to sound weird, but it's like the satisfying content. Like because I'm a clairvoyant and I'm very visual and an artist, I really enjoy like satisfying cleaning. <laughs> it sounds so, so lame, but like organizing a room or like cleaning a car, you know, like I, I enjoy watching that. Like it brings me this level of satisfaction. And every once in a while you come across some like crazy viral like uh, animal video, which you know for sure isn't staged because it's just wild animals doing their thing and those kind of things. So that that's what I really enjoy as far as like just scrolling endlessly through content, which is 100% a waste of time. But once again, if you don't have any sort of push or pull around the content that you're observing, then it's it's not necessarily bad or good for you. It's just something to be aware of, of why am I wasting this time and how could I utilize this time in a more productive way? Just questioning your behavior essentially for all of the things. And some people go on social media specifically to pick a fight, to look for something that's wrong or to view political content um, and to really just push back and create drama in the comments, which 
is definitely not good for for your own energy and for other people's energy. So what I find myself doing is I'll take a look at like, say, a shocking video or a viral video that just pops up on my feed. And immediately what I want to do is I want to go into the comments and I want to see where everyone else is at on their interpretation of this video, you know? And so I'll never really comment on those videos, but I'll always go into the comments to read other people's comments. And there's this really odd feeling of satisfaction when I see that everyone else is thinking pretty much the exact same thing that I'm thinking. Or someone makes kind of like an offhanded comment and other people are reacting to that comment the same way that I would. There's this weird feeling of community. Yeah, it sounds odd, and it is. But it's like I just noticed this behavior just the other day, and I had to kind of question myself, like, why do I do this? Like, why do I even care? And it's this energy of, is my understanding, is my awareness, is my perception in alignment with the collective, in this very human way. This is a very human post and video and very human comments, and my human is like totally aligned with that. And for whatever reason, it gives me some sort of validation of, okay, cool, yeah, like we're all thinking the same thing, which is some version of community. Like We have to go back to this question of, why are we seeking community? Is it to validate our behaviors? Is it to feel like we're not alone, right? Because I feel like that's why I go to the comments. I'm like, am I alone in thinking this way? And every once in a while, I'll have a very different opinion, but most of my human perspectives are totally in alignment with the collective. And like I said, that gives me some odd sense of satisfaction. Whereas I'm a very different individual than I would say, you know, most of the collective is. And maybe it's just because I'm a step ahead. I'm not different. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just anchored into a slightly different perspective or reality. So once again, it brings me back to this. We're craving community. We want community. But the second we have in-person community, Like even my wife and I just had, you know, another couple over for the weekend to spend Friday, Saturday, Sunday with us. And I love it. I'm such a host. I love cooking. I love cleaning. I love, I love the interactions. Like I love it all. Right. And even just with two people, like these were like definitely star seeds. So the communication, the activations, the DNA, like everything was just so extreme that I couldn't even sleep the first night. I was just integrating all of the activations. But I found that even just having two other people around was a lot for my my system, a lot for my nervous system, you know. You feel like you need time to decompress after a connection like that. And that's just two people, not even close to the community I used to have around me before. We want the community But we're so sensitive within our transition from the old earth to the new earth frequency that we're so easily overstimulated by community, by having other people around us, by like these days, I will get really, really overwhelmed by the comments on my own social media posts or my YouTube videos. Like, 
I know now that I can't read these comments at the end of the day before bed because it's almost like I'm connecting energetically to each person who is affected by that video or that post. And I'll go to bed feeling very overstimulated and not grounded enough. So even that, even just letting different comments in, which are usually 99% of the time so positive, it's overwhelming for me. So where are you at in your own sense of connection and community? Um, I just want to say that it is totally okay to be at a point right now where, you know, I saw this, well, what's ironic is I saw a meme the other day of a meme, right, which said something to the effect of, you know it's a best friend when you send them memes, but you don't actually talk or whatever, right? And I'm like, yeah, some of the like the best friends in my life, which I can count on one hand, we just send memes back and forth, right? And I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, it's weird. And I even realized the other day, there's a, another friend in my life who, I don't know, I just, it was kind of sad, actually. I made a realization. I had like really big news to share. And when I shared the news, He just went right into all of his own kind of problems and issues and spiraling and, and it was just like, it was like, oh, that's nice for you, but, but what about me and all this other stuff? And, and I just kind of realized like, you know, it's, it's nothing against him because I love him to death, but he doesn't have the capacity to hold space for me. And I realized I can't consider that to be a really good friend because that's not who I need in my life. I need people in my life who can hold space for me too. A lot of my friends in the past were clients, were retreat uh, individuals, were basically people who I've taken through courses and retreats and individual sessions. And that's how I made all my friends because it's like, yo, I know that you're on the level. I know that we can talk about this stuff. But unfortunately, it was always very much so me holding space for them and helping and assisting them and not the other way around. And now, just like my wife said, you know, I'm 30, getting into my 30s now. And there's this question of who do I really need in my life? And it needs to be an equal, balanced relationship. And... Do I really need anyone else in my life in this moment? So I want to just mention to all of you, for me, I'm I'm very grateful that my relationship and I think probably my therapist and the relationships I have with my family members, they all provide me the community, the communication, the connection that I'm craving. So I feel very socially satisfied. And I think that this is a question that you can ask yourself, right? It doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or not, you have a terrible relationship with your family or not, you need to ask yourself, do you feel supported? Do you feel socially satisfied? Do you feel taken care of? And a lot of the times I find that just having people in our life feels like that's enough So we will settle for lower standards, if that makes sense, rather than really asking for what we need in the highest possible potential. So I want to ask you, are you settling? 
you know, just to have someone in your life? Are the people who are in your life providing you what you need? What kind of behaviors do you have online? What are you looking for? What do you not have? What are you craving? How can you best be supported? And if you feel like I do, which is I definitely don't want more friends at this time. I I don't want a bigger community. I'm really, really okay with where I'm at. Like if anything, I'm thriving with where I'm at. Just know that that's not going to be forever, right? Feeling overstimulated by other people, that's not going to be your constant reality. So be okay with where you're at right now. Don't push and pull it, but also realize that You know, we have to have people in our life that are balanced and equal energetically and not people who are just always taking something away from you. So that's that's really what I would plant a seed for. But I'm definitely recognizing that the community connections are changing and that's okay. And 2020 really forced us to change a lot of that. And ultimately, the biggest thing is just don't settle for people who are not aligned just to have people in your life. That's kind of the worst place. I would rather be alone than have people who just drain me and take too much from me just because I feel like I need someone there, right? So you got a lot of questioning to do. I hope this really helped you and maybe validated some aspects of your own life. And hopefully it made you feel better or hopefully it makes you feel like you got some homework to do. But the best place we can be in is just aware and observing and questioning what's going on, who we are and the behaviors that we have and if they're in alignment with our truest soul or not. And that being said, I just want to put it out there. If you are someone who is really struggling with attachment, reaction, old programming, if you feel like you're stuck in your life, in your work, in your relationship, in your living situation, and you literally have tried everything and you just don't know what else to do, if that's you then please check out one of my greatest courses. Like this is this is such a gift to the planet and I don't talk about it enough and I need to. And it's called the 3D to 5D Shift Masterclass. It is a 16 week, a four month program and it is totally designed to take you from the third dimension frequency from a reactive, emotional, attached state into the the best person, the best frequency you could possibly be. It is really intensive. It's self-directed. You have to put the work in. But if you do, I guarantee changes in your life. And I've seen them over and over and over again from other people taking the course. So I want to let you know that the option is out there, that there are support mechanisms and tools for you to anchor into that new frequency and reality. And that being said, please give the podcast a five-star rating on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, whatever all the platforms are, I don't even know, and share the podcast with other people and your own network if you do enjoy this and you think this is going to help others. Keep up the good work, Starseed. As always, I will see you in the new Earth frequency. 